Chapter 13 Earning Santiago Nix barely kept up with Sarah's long strides through the house. When they arrived at the back door, they found Tiago watching Jordan through the window. Nix was tempted to startle him, but remembered the impulse to slam the sliding door on Beryl's hands. It was a good thing she refrained. The simple act of Sarah appearing and twisting the doorknob made Tiago fling the lamp he'd been holding. It shattered on the edge of the windowsill. Two down, a few dozen to go. Sorry, Tiago said. Still a bit jumpy, I guess. Sarah yanked on the door. It's fine. Why is this locked? Where are you going? His tan fingers trembled, and his frightened eyes made Nix feel slightly tipsy. That criminal is still out there somewhere. He was like an adorable little child needing someone to hold him and whisper that he was safe. Sarah stared at him. So you locked your friend outside? He's the one that had to go out. I'll open it again, as long as that pillow guy isn't with him. Sarah twisted the deadbolt and flung open the door. Do you both have to go? Tiago whimpered, obviously embarrassed. This was all Nix needed, although she'd been excited to see what Jordan had found. This was one of those opportunities she'd give her left lung for. I'll stay. Her heart swung from her collarbone like a hyperactive monkey. Tiago wanted her to stay. No, he needed her to stay with him. Nix hadn't felt truly needed since she sat on Pruitt. Sarah flipped a switch and the backyard lit up like a stadium. She stepped out into the sticky night air. Nix closed the door and re-engaged the deadbolt. That ought to earn her some points. Funny that such an otherwise confident, muscular high schooler would scare so easily. But then, Nix wasn't complaining. Outside, Sarah crouched next to Jordan and examined something near the pool. Tiago stood motionless, watching through the window. It was up to Nix to break the ice. She was, after all, the brave protector. So, Jordan said you guys had fun this summer? Tiago's head movement approximated a nod. Time to step it up a notch. He's crazy. I'm surprised you two survived the summer at all. Nix winced. Tiago's foot began to tap. I mean, that kid's made a career out of getting into trouble. Did he tell you about finding a star screwdriver in fifth grade? Tiago said nothing, but at least he'd stopped tapping. During lunch, he took apart the bathroom stalls and set them up around the swing set. Tiago smiled. Well, it was more like a quarter of a smile, but it was progress. He got detention for a week, and his dad had to pay for someone to put them back together. Tiago took a breath. Why didn't they make Jordan do it? Yeah, right. He was actually mad that they didn't appreciate his sense of humor. He ended up screwing the stall bolts into random trees around the playground. Almost got suspended. That kid's hilarious. Seriously, Jordan and I laugh more than we talk. Nix turned and pretended to be interested in the pool. We laugh more than we talk? She had Tiago eating out of her hand, and yet she still managed to embarrass herself. What I mean is, Jordan makes me laugh too. Nice save. Find common ground. Tiago nodded. Nix kept going so she wouldn't lose momentum. Sorry that I was kind of quiet on the way up here. Kind of quiet? Tiago sat on the back of a nearby couch. It took Jordan ten minutes to convince me you spoke English. The boys had been talking about her? She would have eaten kitty litter to hear that conversation. Thanks for staying inside, Tiago said. I get a bit rattled sometimes. It's okay. I'm not real keen on getting kicked in the face either. Nix realized too late that keen was sort of a British word. Did he think she was pandering? She'd have to watch that. The conversation lulled for a moment. Outside, Jordan snapped pictures with the cell phone. Nix's curiosity disorder began to manifest. Had the intruder dropped his wallet with all his ID cards? Had he left a trail of blood to his hiding spot among the trees? Nope, didn't matter. Nix was not about to abandon Santiago now. How about that? She'd finally found something that won out over her curiosity. 
She and Tiago were clearly destined for each other. The silence stretched on until it was painful. Nix was wasting precious seconds. She racked her brain for something interesting to say. She could keep spouting funny stories about Jordan. She had enough material on him for a week-long seminar. But what Nix really wanted to talk about was Tiago. But she needed something more subtle than, What do you look for in a girlfriend? Spain, huh? What part? Are you from? Your family? Las Canarias, he said. And then, as if remembering she didn't speak Spanish, Canary Islands. Cool, which island? As if she'd know the difference. Tenerife. Does that have, like, more than one city? Yes. Nice. This was not going well. Maybe she should talk about herself. Something interesting. You want to hear a crazy story? Tiago lifted his hands, as if to show he wasn't doing anything else. Two nights ago, I almost died trying to rescue a stray dog. She paused to monitor his response. He seemed mildly interested. It was right after sunset, and it was storming like crazy. Nix trailed off. She'd been saving this for Jordan. Was she betraying her best friend by telling Tiago first? Under the gaze of Tiago's deep brown eyes, Nix seemed to forget how to blink. It was Jordan's own fault he hadn't heard it yet. He hadn't given her a moment to relate it since he'd gotten back in town. I heard this yelping, so I followed it to the graveyard. Leif and Danny were drowning a dog in an open grave. I tried to get it out, but they kicked me in too. Leif Bowers, Tiago said. That huge kid. Yeah, and he left me too. Outside, a siren grew steadily louder. Finally, Tiago ran to the front of the house. Nix followed, irritated at the interruption. From the window, Tiago watched two police cars pull up. Nix frowned. She wasn't ready for their one-on-one -on -one time to be over. The sirens had stopped, but the police hadn't gotten out yet. If she hurried, she could still finish the story. So, anyway, I tried to... Tiago wasn't listening. He didn't even seem to notice she was standing there. Didn't he want to know how she'd gotten out of the grave? Tiago continued to stare at the flashing lights as if in a trance. A melancholy realization settled over Nix. Now that the officers were here, Tiago wasn't scared. He didn't need her anymore. Nix felt silly. For a moment she had thought the most incredible boy in the world was interested in her story. A pair of doors slammed. Sergeant Frost and two other officers strode up the sloping front yard. Nix didn't feel like facing Jordan's dad yet, so she mumbled something about telling the others and quickly made her way out to the pool area. Police are here. Nix realized they'd heard the sirens and probably gathered as much, but they were courteous enough not to say so. Jordan and Sarah hovered over a narrow patch of mud between the concrete and grass, which held a single, perfect footprint. Jordan's mouth had finally stopped bleeding, and his bloody toilet paper wad stuck out of his shirt pocket like a macabre boutonniere. A large gash stretched across his bottom lip, which was now brownish-black with dried blood. "'How's your face?' Nix asked. "'Feels like it's about to fall off, but other than that—' Jordan's lips twitched. Then his grin turned to a grimace. "'Ow! Don't make me smile!' So, I shouldn't do this? Nix mimicked the distorted face that Amy made when concentrating on a video game. Nix stopped when she realized Jordan hadn't heard and wasn't looking at her. Sarah, however, was watching with a mixture of bemused pity. Nix wanted to explain herself, but she knew she'd be better off pretending it was an itch. Nix made the face again and conspicuously scratched her nose. Sarah didn't look convinced. At least we'll have his shoe size, Jordan said, oblivious to the charades going on around him. Jordan snapped another photo. I think we probably have enough pictures, Sarah said. Jordan grunted noncommittally. The problem is, you can't really get an accurate size from a picture. Can't you measure the photo later? Sarah asked. Jordan glanced at Nix with laughter in his eyes. 
That won't work. Maybe we can make a cast. Nick stepped closer. Why don't you take a picture with your shoe next to it? You know your shoe size. Not a shoe, Jordan said. A dollar. When I was four, I asked my dad why there was a dollar bill in the photo, and he told me it was to show scale. You remember stuff from when you were four? Sarah asked. You must have a photogenic memory. I can honestly say that's the first time anyone's ever told me that. Jordan cast a wry smile at Nick's, or what passes for a wry smile when your lips are the size of mutated garden slugs. Come to think of it, I have a photogenic everything. Sarah looked confused, and despite Nick's somber mood, she returned Jordan's smile. Now, anybody have a dollar? Jordan asked. Nick's reached into her pocket. Finally, she could be of some use. Thanks to Felix, she happened to have a dollar bill on her. But before she could pull it out, Sarah presented Jordan with a crisp hundred-dollar note from her purse. Will this work? Sarah asked. I don't have any others. I've been trying to get this changed for weeks. Jordan took the bill and set it next to the footprint. It's handy you brought your purse out with you. My pepper spray is in it. Nick stuffed her wrinkled dollar bill deeper into her pocket. Obviously, she wasn't needed here, either. I guess I'll go. I wish this phone had a flash. I can get a real camera, Sarah said. It's all right. My dad keeps a professional one in his patrol car. Nick walked toward the house. Underwater lights made the pool look like a bowl of green jello. Nick knew she must be hungry if her brain was making food metaphors. She walked a little closer to the pool and took in the smell of the chlorine. How good it would feel to jump in and cool her hot, sticky body. Maybe she'd stay there until morning. A dark spot in the pool caught Nix's eye. Her curiosity drive kicked in and she followed the perimeter of the pool until she was close enough to identify it. A small piece of paper, floating a few feet from the edge. Exercising extreme care not to embarrass herself further, Nix got to her knees and fished the paper out. It was a photograph. At least, it had been. Barely recognizable from water damage. The photo's colors had melted and bled into each other. Pillowhead must have lost it when he jumped in. Did it come out of his wallet? Maybe it was a picture of him or his family? Guys, look at this, Nick said. A shadow blocked the light. Sergeant Frost stood on the back porch with none of the protective warmth he'd radiated when he'd saved her from the grave. The officer seemed ten feet tall as he pointed a finger at Jordan. The wind stopped and the crickets went silent. In a deadly soft voice that all three of them heard perfectly, he said, in the car now.